timing if if there is anything that human beings struggle with is timing uh, because we are very we like to control most things we also like to control how things happen and when things happen uh, timing is a very difficult thing especially when yeah knowing what to do and how to do and when uh, that was that was one special gift that Holy Spirit can help us with every time. Jesus, every time they there were certain events that challenged Jesus about what will happen to him, he will bring it up quickly and let people know you are not understanding timing. He brought it up several times. Bible said there was a time he was at the temple and he was arguing with them. We read that in John chapter 8. And they wanted to stone him. He said, he said, but because it was not the time for him to be killed, there was nothing that could have happened. He just escaped. And then he was in the boat with the disciples and the storm was raging. And they were like, Master, thou carried that we perished. He was like, <laughs> it's not the time. It can be. You know, when he got to the Garden of Gethsemane, he knew the time has come. So the Holy Spirit kind of makes it like, you know, when someone is pregnant, you just know the time when the baby's kicking, when the baby needs to do this and that. The Holy Spirit is a very, very, I don't know how to put it. It's some, it's the nature of God that if we don't, let that rule our heart as believers. We will always miss timing. And we're going to worry a lot about things because we miss timing. I give another example. The Bible says, having laid hand upon Paul. And Paul, when he was at Brithenair, he wanted to go into the province of Asia. The Holy Spirit said, nope. No, not now, not now, not now. You can't go there. So Holy Spirit prevented him from going. Uh, Bible says and concerning Philip. And the Holy Spirit moved him right away to join the chariot. <laughs> that's, that's just, he was doing something else. So Holy Spirit attached him, like, right now, go join the chariot. And after he did all the teaching and the baptism and everything, the Bible says immediately the Holy Spirit prompted him to go to Azotus. It was timing, timing, every time. Jesus said to the disciples, okay, wait a minute. You got to wait until the Holy Spirit comes. He didn't tell them, oh, well, just, you know. He said, you, you have to wait. There is a timing for your mom. In fact, he said this that we sometimes keep in the book of Acts chapter 1. He says, until the Holy Spirit comes, you cannot be an effective witness of me. Until it comes. Jesus had to wait for 30 years before the ministry. And when the, the, the mom asked Jesus and the, the, the marriage, says, woman, my time has not come. And he says, whatsoever I hear my father say, I do. So there is this prompting that comes with the Holy Spirit. So any believer that sometimes struggles with, shall I do this now? Shall I not do this now? I think the most important thing is for us to yield more to the Holy Spirit. How do I yield more to the Holy Spirit? Pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit to become more manifest more practical i mean timing is so critical that if we miss some timing we will get into so many problems uh, and it's not that god is not there it's not that god we're not god is there we're just going to get into it however the timing does not mean that we won't get into the problem <laughs> because you know but at least we're going to be at the right place at the right time at the right time I pray God will help us. So yeah, we need that understanding of timing through the Spirit of God. The Lord will help us. Thoughts? Okay. I'll read on uh, from chapter 8 now. 
So they sent all the letters to all the people after they've written. And the decree was sent. I'll read from verse 15. Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal robes of blue and white. With a great golden crown. And a robe of fine linen and purple. And the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. Hmm. And in every province and in every city, wherever the king's command and his edict reached, there was gladness and joy among the Jews and the feast and the holiday. And many from the people of the country declared themselves Jews. I think that's very important. <laughs> I'll read that part again. And many from the peoples of the country declared themselves Jews for the fears of the Jews had fallen on them. It was the opposite before. If you were a Jew before, they would kill you. So you, and I hope, and I say this, you know, it, there will come a time well, it would be the most favorable thing to be an African-American. <laughs> now you're African-American, I say you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> but there's coming a time when everybody will want to be. And this may sound very, very racist. It's not. Just like the Jews were slaves in Egypt. And then they became too many. I mean, how did they get to Egypt? It was just because of problem. There was famine in the land of Canaan. That was contrary to the promise of God unto Abraham. And to, you know. But then there was famine in the land. And then they, because of famine, they left their own country looking for food. Everybody trying to get a visa to get to the United States. And then they got there. They struggled and struggled. 430 years, they would try to blend and speak all the language and remove the accent and do all the stuff. I mean, they had their own quarters. They put them all in Goshen. And then they had some guy suddenly at the end of the power. But then that was truly not their deliverance. Their deliverance was that God had a big plan. And God had a place and a plan for them. And by the time God delivered them and set them out, they became unstoppable. I mean, by the time those people left Egypt, the Bible said, Pharaoh was like, these people will go. I mean, the story of how they came was funny. They just came and it was like they were granted partial, you know, uh, immigrant status. Well, you live in this neighborhood. Yeah, you can do this. Well, you cannot be a full citizen. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can walk. Yes, you can do this. And of course, you know. But over time, when they were free, they became too powerful. I mean, I'm talking about what my eyes may not even see. But I can see it. I can see it. I mean, so when God is working something, we have to believe it. You know, some of us, just like some of those early people that left there, they had no idea what God was doing for them. Most of the children lost their language. In fact, scripture recorded that even Joseph could speak two or three languages. So he was using that perfectly to disguise from his own brothers. So when they were there, he would be speaking the Egyptian language. He would shave his head, scripture says. He looked like an Egyptian. He would speak with American accent perfectly. But then when he had to speak to his brother, he would switch back when he revealed himself to them. They, ah, you are a brother truly. And then he asked, where's my daddy? Uh, I said, he's alive as well. Go get him for me. I mean, for me, the mystery there is we cannot abandon our God, where we serve our God, where we pray to our God, the God that will believe. Just like the wife of Haman was saying, this 
guy that you are trying to deal with, do you know he's a Jew? Do you know he's a Jew? We must know exactly where we come from because when problems come and things look dirty and bad, we feel that we are not. We want to be. Some people want to be uh, someone else. It's not worth it. Just be exactly what you've been called to be. So some people wanted to become Jews because they thought that Jews would overtake them. <laughs> Chapter 9. Now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Ada, the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict were about to be carried out, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them. They hoped to gain the mastery. The reverse accord. The turning of the tide. The Jews gained mastery over those who hated them. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout all the province of King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought their hand. And no one on those who sought their hand. And no one could stand against them. For the fear of them had fallen on all the people. And all the officials of the provinces and the satraps and the governors and the royal agents also helped the Jews. There is something that, that happens over and over in the Bible that sometimes gets lost if we don't pay attention to it. So the people that were supposed to be officials, they were not beginning to help the Jews. God, know, God does stuff that is so amazing. And it's like sometimes they are hidden in the Bible. But the truth are not hidden. It's just real. The people were beginning to help the Jews. Sometimes those things that we thought were designed to destroy us, you will see that salvation of God will still come through those things. The blessings of God will come through those things. There were just so many things hidden in these scriptures that we need to uncover. They were helping the Jews. For the fear of Mordecai had fallen on them. For Mordecai was great in the king's house. And his fame spread throughout all the provinces. For the, the man Mordecai grew more and more powerful. And the Jews struck all their enemies with the sword. Killing and destroying them. And did as they pleased to those who hated them. That's mean. In Susa, the citadel itself, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men. And also killed Pashandatha and Dalphon and Aspatha and Poratha and Adalia, Aridatha, Pashumata, Ashurai, Aridai, Faizata, and 10 sons of Ammon, the son of Amadeta. 10 sons of Haman were killed. The enemy of the Jews, but they laid no hand on the plunder. That very day, the number of those killed in Susa, the citadel, was reported to the king, and the king said to Queen Esther, In Susa, the citadel, the Jews have killed and destroyed 500 men, and also the 10 sons of Haman. What then have we done in the rest of the king's province? Now what is your wish? It shall be granted to you. And what further is your request? It shall be fulfilled. Uh, Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the Jews who are in Susa be allowed tomorrow also to do according to this day's edict. And let the ten sons of Ammon be hanged on the gallows. So the king commanded this to be done. Why will the king allow this carnage to happen? A decree was issued in Susa, and the ten sons of Ammon were hanged. The Jews who were in Susa gathered also on the 14th day of the month, and they killed 300 men in Susa. But they laid no hands on the plotter. Now the rest of the Jews who were in the king's province also gathered to defend their lives, got relief from their enemies, and killed 75,000 
of those who hated them. But they laid no hands on the plunder. This was on the thirteenth day of the month, and on the fourteenth day they rested, and made that a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews who were in Susa gathered on the thirteenth day, and on the fourteenth day rested on the fifteenth day, making that day feasting and gladness. Therefore the Jews of the villages who live in the rural towns hold the fourteenth day of the month as a day of feasting, as holiday, and as a day on which they send gifts of food to one another. Confusing. Yes, sir. Isn't it more like uh, a summary? Because it got confusing. They had killed the sons. And, and then they now hang them. So I think, and so I had to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Details at the beginning, but then the, the summary at the beginning, then the details now. Absolutely. After. Okay, but then the other thing that came to mind again was um, if the edict that was supposed to have taken place, it didn't look as, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm sure, not yeah. wrong. it didn't look as if the people. It was going to happen. The only thing that changed the matter. Ability to fight back. Yeah, that these people now had the authority to fight yeah. back. And that the, uh, what do you call name? The officials feared Mordecai. Mordecai. Because if that didn't happen, these people were ready to actually, the enemies were ready to actually fire and then the other thing is okay how do you well of course maybe you know your enemies in town but they had to come out you know to you know i'm, I'm just saying they themselves it's almost as if they were almost ready to start to fulfill the first edict but just because of how the circumstances and you know of course the one who was against mordecai had been killed so now mordecai now was now the main guy and of course, he he was uh, favored of the king, going around in roads, whatever, whatever. So it was. Yeah, this is a very this is an amazing thing because that's why is that some of these scriptures have hidden messages. Let me let me try again. What I'm saying, everybody's like, what what am I talking about? This is this has so much of a problem. The fact that there may be a new person that would become the president or whatever and say, oh, everybody's free. There is no such a security problem anymore, whatever. Remove all the issues with projects in America. That is not going to change the age rate. What has been planted as a seed is in the people. The fact that the law reverts it and says everybody's free to do whatever. So the moment Haman basically declared it, it's like saying, look, when you see these people, kill them at will. Historical. If a black man uh, was killed by any person in the United States, you only need to pay 50 cents, and that's it, for the error of killing a black person. That's it. Just pay 50 cents and say, oh, to the court. Yeah, I just killed him. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> you have it right. Actually, a black person is a property. Just like I have my shoe, I have a car, I have black people, they are properties. And it is actually put in the Constitution 1780-something that a family, you cannot become a family by coming to join the people. And the definition of family in America is a white man and his family. 
If you come from China, you can never be an American. You come from Africa, we cannot ever be. So the reality of situation in that time was even though Haman already said it, you already planted the seed of destruction. Whenever you see these people, wipe them off, kill them. The moment the prayer was answered, that, oh, write whatsoever you want, that does not change the people. And it looked very hard. And that's why sometimes scripture is very, very vicious. You think when, even though they've revoked, they've sent the letter, they've declared that forever this cannot happen again, the people were ready on the day that was previously announced go and attack. The only difference now is the people, the Jews had another information that says you can defend yourself. And then they now have someone that is so powerful that looked like them, that sounded like them, that had the same accent like them, that knew the kind of thing they believe and they say. And they said that person is empowered too. And then it became a fight. In fact, the king was saying to the coin, is there anything else you want? I said, oh, they just killed 75,000 people fighting back. Is there anything you want? That does not sound right. But then, again, the way they recorded the story was roundabout. Like, I said, well, they already hanged the sons of Ahmed. And the supervisors, the governors, the people that were on top of issues were now giving them free hand to retaliate, to fight back, to defend themselves. And it took even one extra or two extra days for those that were living in the remote areas to catch up with the what's happening. It is kind of a sad event that retaliation will happen and and sometimes it's very important for us to kind of begin to see scriptures in that light what happened in 80 most of us do not know anything or the story of 80 but if we go and dig the story of 80 uh you will see something yes sir yes sir the king's people they're, they're from Babylon. Right? Citizens. But the king is still saying, do you want to keep more? <laughs> do we understand that? Uh -huh. I think the, I, what I'm taking, what I'm getting from this is, if we as believers know the power that we carry, I think the people of the world will even be scared of us. Because we can see here that it's written that these people, some of them even have started claiming to be Jews. Yeah. Just because they fear the Jews. So I believe we as believers, we don't even know what we have. We don't, we don't, have, we don't understand the, 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 the awesomeness of the power that God has put in our lives or in us. If we know, we'll be able to talk boldly. We'll be able to face challenges boldly. And we'll be able to even use the word of God boldly. Because at times, because we don't have, we don't know what we have, that's why we, we just let a lot of things slide. We just let it go. You want to say something? <laughs> Recently, I mean, for me, what I've come to realize is, as Christians, um, we bend a lot towards the spiritual aspect of life and forget the physical aspect of life. And if we want to bring it to this story, you will find out that the things, they count, that they, equal, they, uh, they counterbalanced, that's the word. That's the word. They counterbalanced everything that was used against them. And then there was now extra power given. And that's all that, do you want more? Is it, is that all you want? Or <laughs> so what am I trying to say? In the world of today, we have allowed the world, so to say, 
to do things that we have excused ourselves from. And what am I saying? If you go, there's a possibility, big possibility that the person who even came up with this technology or advanced this to this level probably not a Christian. But we as Christians, we need this thing to push. That's what we are using now. I mean, I'm standing with you. It's wireless. You're using yours. I'm using mine. We're feeling cool with ourselves. The speakers are blasting. What I'm saying is we've excused ourselves from the marketplace, bending a lot towards spiritual things. And that's, oh, well, you know what? Let us go and do and fast and pray. Let us go and do this. And so what? We have not counterbalanced these people. And so the people are looking like, okay, wait a minute. Yes, you do all your spiritual things, which we don't believe in, but then we are doing things that are working and you yourselves are even dependent on these things. So why would I want to come? Why, how, what's the attraction? What is attracting me to you? And what, what am I saying? We take the cue from the unbelievers to run our, our Christian life. So you see there was a time when they were talking about the fact that, you know, and that's why you see now, okay, you, you say uh, the church is getting worldly. Why? Because what? The world has dictated the tune. We seem to be catching up when it should be the other way around. And the balance is we need to get involved in, we should get involved with, with music. We should get involved with media. We should get, I mean, think about it if today if Bill Gates comes out and he says something like, glory to God in the highest, it is my father who has, ah. <laughs> we, will, we will be amazed. It will talk, uh, people will think twice. Or is it Jeff Bezos that comes out and says that, you know what, Amazon was run and I was directed of God to do this. And everybody now identifies that that guy is a Christian. Or if it was Jobs, if let's Steve Jobs, when you, you know how many people just because of just will just say, ah, wait a minute, what's going? This guy is a Christian. Is this it's Christian that made him get to this point? But the fact is that where are we in those places? And so what happens is, so what is attracting them? So okay, now you say, okay, what Jeff Bezos is he a Christian? We don't know. What, what will attract me to want to... I mean, a lot of people are rushing to try to be like them, to be like Mark Zuckerberg and all of that. So there is something that, you know, the world, the, the world is dictating the, the, the pace when actually they should be taking a cue from us who the knowledge is from God. You, you're getting my point. So, and that is why the world is looking at us. There's nothing attracting them to us. Rather... We are the ones that go and look, hey, what have they done again? Okay, then we'll now do the Christian version. We'll go and do it again, we'll do the Christian version. And that is what I think is disturbing us. Because I will tell you today, we read in the Bible, we say what? Uh, the wealth of the righteous is laid off for, uh, for the, uh, the rest of the, of the wicked is laid off for the righteous. Uh, I don't think we are ready, we are there yet. Because I can tell you one thing. If you are giving, I'm just, no, let me not use you. Let me use me, don't look like I'm insulting you. If I am giving the reins of Amazon, I don't have the capacity. So if God gives that to me, he will just kill me. And God is not a respecter of persons. If you have the capacity, you will run it. So that because you are, the ch you are a child of God, does not mean that <laughs> this, the, the earthly rules are here on earth. Gravity, you will fall down. You are a Christian, you are not a Christian. You jump from this, you will break your leg. You're, so there are rules that govern this place. You will try. <laughs> You're getting my point. So, so what I'm trying to say is, in this case, they counterbalance. And what was it? Something was written. And they made sure. Think about it. Couldn't have the, they just said, okay, let us write this edict and let the, uh, the king just say it and then let it, let it be done. No, they made sure that they got the best horses to quickly go to all the 127 provinces so that what the information got there, everybody that needed to know knew. The Jews themselves that were in those provinces too knew that, okay, now you have been empowered to 
fight back. So what am I saying? They balanced whatever uh, what is the Haman had set during Haman's time. They, they probably didn't run even with uh, horses. This time they went with the king's horses and went and did this thing. We are not doing that, and that is why they, even I mean I'm thinking I'm just looking God just looking like when what when will these ones learn? When will they move forward and make things happen? It says what? Go have dominion. We sit down and let the heathens have dominion. And we are just tagging along behind them. There's one important thing that we need to look at when we end this story. The Jews are together. In the day we are now, the house is divided. We Christians are not together. And because we're not together, it becomes a challenge and difficult to really do what they did. Remember, let's pray. And he went, they went pray because they're together. But in these days, we Christians, we fight each other. One domain, I mean, denomination, this and that, you know, we just fight each other. And we fight each other. How can you unite? It's a, it's a house that has been divided already. Turn each other against each other. That, to me, is the main thing that I see. Because the Jews, they are all together. They pray together. And they're able to listen. But while we're fighting together, how can we unite and be one? So we are not one. Amen. I just quickly want to say something. I know our time is fast spent. We are divided. We agree with Christians, even the world. We don't come together. We don't do all things together. But if you look at this, this old story, it started from just one man, Mordecai. At that time, the Jews, they were all silent. They didn't really have that confidence to come out to do anything. But Mordecai pushed Esther into that kingdom, into the king's palace. Esther was confident. She prayed. And then from there, the decree came out. And, no, and then all the Jews that were in, into hiding before, they all came out. What am I trying to say? It can start from you, myself, you, and you. Because there's one thing you, you, you said, sir, that you know, when, you were, when you kept talking about the word, my mind went straight to Psalm 24, verse 1. We need to know that the, the, the earth, I mean, um, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and those that dwell it in it. That is God's word itself. We need to know that if, the, the thing is, I believe that at times we don't really understand what even the scripture is saying. Because at times we just read the scripture in passing. We don't really look at the content. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to break it down for us. Because if we understand, that's why for me I personally, at times when I'm applying for something or when I want to do something, I just forget about the circumstances and I tell myself that is it not God that planted that person there? God is going to do it whichever way he wants to do it. And that's one thing I believe that even if, the, if they know that the king could decree, do a lot of stuff, do all that, but they, are still, they still had that boldness. Mordecai had that boldness. He had that boldness in, in God that something is going to come out of this. Let me push this woman in there. How is it going to happen? She, he doesn't know. How will, how will God answer Esther's prayer? She doesn't even know. Because even when she was going before the kings, if it pleases you, if it pleases you, it seemed like it was actually, was actually begging. But God showed up when he needed to show up. We, are, we just need to come together and know that we have that power. We need to understand that God has given us that decree. We just have to go out there and release the word and even, you know, our lifestyle as well. 
I believe if, if every one of us that come to church now, if we stand, if we can, even at our workplace, if we can let them know what we carry, let them know. I've given an example in this church before that. I realized that at work, they just want to be pushing me around at times, and I let them know that, come, I have a covenant with God. And I tell them about these Jews. I say, if you study the life of the Jews, God is, all, no matter what you do against them, God is always for them. And I realized that the moment I let them realize that, they don't do things anyhow. If they, they get scared. In fact, the way they approach me is different from the way they used to approach me before. And why? Because I let them know that though you might think okay, this guy is from Nigeria or whatever, but I have, I have a power that I carry within me. bring the thing a little bit up on the uh, New Testament. If we, we, this situation today, Jesus, uh, uh, that time was eye for eye. Uh, how you say it? Uh, tooth, tooth for tooth. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the things happen today but it's spiritually that happened like he, he, he said if you are for god you still for god you, you still belong to god and everything the temptation everything can happen to you like those who are not believer at all but when the time come the uh, uh, the spirit of God fight for us and bring back what the other spirit did against us and uh, even worse they bring to to them and uh, the way me understand it uh, uh, is is only what we are not seeing that happening that uh, we was was illustrated in a physical in a life of Jewish. Amen. Today, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. It, this, these are very interesting things that we can actually spend a long time discussing. Uh, but in the interest of time now, the there are so there are so many illustrations in the New Testament and Old Testament. I think the issue that has been brought up here now is number one are Christians using the full influence of God to impact the physical operations of life um, because we saw that in Mordecai we saw that in Nehemiah uh, this, this, and these were people that were constrained in the same way. We saw that in Daniel. They had spiritual clarity. They knew what God could do for them. But they used that to effect change that made people better, that gave them boldness. I mean, Nehemiah basically said, my people are not doing well. I want to challenge us here. Who is the president of Togo right now? Ayadema? Four? The four is the new one. Ayadema. There is somebody, again, I'm speaking now. There is somebody that is going to become the president of Togo that will be a man after God's heart. It will be a serious struggle. But the moment he gets there, you see Togo change massively. And there will be deliverance for the people. The ministry of the word will become effective. The same struggle in Cote d'Ivoire. There will be a man that God will raise that when he speaks, you know, friends will listen. And they will be like, oh my God, where is this guy from? And people will believe, and this will be a man after God's heart. Oh, Nigeria has how many people? 100 million, 200 million people. There will be a man that will come. There will be a man after God's heart. But that man will not come 
none of the people in scriptures just show up. They prayed themselves out. Nehemiah didn't just say, I'm just going to go fight and do this. But they got into their fears. God instrumented Moses to be in the palace of the king. That's where power is. That's where influence was. So I, I believe that Christians, when Jesus said you are the salt of the world, we are not just going to hide and believe that stuff will change. We will be the thing that will change the world. Unless people see God on our behalf. Of course, we're going to be afraid. We're going to think we're going to be worldly. I mean, like we started this story about Mordecai. We were challenging ourselves seriously when we started reading this book. What was in the mind of Mordecai to put Esther, a young lady, Adassa, to be in pageant? When you know that the king may be even sleeping with these people, what's going to happen? But the process of breaking that thing requires boldness. I tell us, in the history of America, the revival that has happened has only happened from church. Martin Luther King was a pastor. I'm sure we all know that. He was a pastor. And all his messages were on the pulpit. And that was it. People, be, in fact, it was preached extensively in the United States. If you are a slave, the scripture already said, if you are a slave, obey your masters in all authority. And that's the scriptures. There are so many sermons that they preach just to the people so that they will never be free. But when this man read it and said, a scripture not said that we are all children of God. How come this and that? And that changed the thought process of people became free. The same thing that Hestra did, freeing the people when they hear the word of God. If there is anything we can take from this is, I like that explanation we all gave, that the, the horses that they used to send the message were the best of the best so that people can get the message and be able to stand their ground. Sincerely, sometimes I believe that by the time God and is working in me every time, does what I want to do and get through what I plan or desire to. I mean, the best companies are the best companies that should be run by believers. You run an organization, you have a company, you have a business, everyone comes and you, if I say everybody, you're free to pray in your office if you want to. And maybe before we do a, a mighty office meeting, I will worship God in front of everybody first. And then let's start our business discussion. I mean, anyone that wants to work can come and work. Eventually, everybody feared Mordecai. Not because he was the one killing, but now he has got into the place of power. If, if somebody is going to be the president of the United States and I own half of the economy of United States. He's going to ask me, so what should we do before we change the interest rate? And I say, well, I believe that most people of God will not like that. Just, but we can't believe that yet because it's too far in our mind. But Moses didn't consider that too far. To talk to Pharaoh is the same thing as Esther talking to Azarus. If Pharaoh was too high, for anybody to imagine 500,000 people, you would tell them to go. It is an unthinkable prayer that God bless me beyond Jeff Bezos. If I were to make a new tool that everybody uses, and I would say there would be no profanity on it. It would never happen. If you want to use my tool, use my tool. But if everybody's using it, so those are things that they are very high and almost impossible. Just like the prayer of Esther. That's an impossible prayer. How can God change it? How fast can God do it? How quickly, how efficient can God do it? And then when the word of God, but I see the parallel of it. that now people think it's just getting on TV and becoming popular on TV is the power. Maybe it's 
beginning, but that's not truly, truly changing people. Of course, yes, people are beginning to preach the gospel. They are out there. But we must be seeing that the people that have transformed other people, they also have very serious influence in the political power. Uh, it's a hard thing, but uh, I pray God will help us. Um, uh, but of course, our primary goal is not just to reign here. You know, is to make as many people to follow us to go to heaven. And any influence we can have. In fact, sincerely, most people that believe now in there is no God and whatever, they are following Job's, Steve Job's. Because he went to East or whatever to go and practice something. And people say, if he made iPhone and he does not believe God, I don't really need to believe God. I mean, if, if tomorrow someone like me with bad accent and from Africa, if I make something that everybody in the world did, and I, like you said, I said, well, I believe that inspiration and science, that, you know, most of the time, God speaks to me. That will confuse a lot of Americans. But then it will put fear because the people are beginning to hear that. But they won't hear it, you know. So, but I pray the Holy Spirit will help us. I think we should just close and we'll finish up the last part. We've stopped at Esther chapter 9, verse 19. Um, the rest of chapter 9 was talking about how they commemorated that day and turned it into a day. Uh, in fact, do you want me to read the last book? Yes. It, it will take, this is just about four verses. And that's the end of the book. Esther chapter 10. It has just few verses. Four, five verses? Four. King Azeros imposed tax on the land and on the coastland of the sea, and all the acts of his power and might and all the full account of the high honor of Mordecai, to which the king advanced him. Are they not written the book of Chronicles of the kings of Media and Pasha? For Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to the king Ahasuerus, and he was great among the Jews and popular with the multitude of his brothers. For he sought the welfare of the people and spoke peace to all the people. The man that the Lord will use for Cote d'Ivoire will believe in the people. Um, I believe so much in, in, in people that God has placed in different places. Africa has too much talent that's wasted. South America, too much talent that is wasted. Can you believe God saving Cote d'Ivoire, God saving Togo, God saving Ghana, God saving Benin, God saving Nigeria, God saving Cameroon, with people that, that have the heart of God. Follow just the people, just help people. The gospel of the word of God will be so great. People will believe. People will believe. I would like us to bow our heart as we pray to God. If there is anything we found in the scriptures today is that God has given us access. We need to stand strong on that mind of God and be bold to take on the world. I want us to pray for strength. I want us to pray for boldness. I want us to say, Father, everything you have given us, we stand just like the children, the Jews began to take their place. Help me to take my place. Help me to stand so that I can be effective in this world, so that I can reach others, so that I can have the mind to reach other people, to seek other people's worth. We have talked about unity. Oh, when they said, pray with me for three days, everybody prayed. Without unity, how can a house fight? I want us to pray for unity. Oh, division is too much in the church. 
I'm in this ministry, you are in that ministry, I'm in this church, you are in that church, I'm in this, this. We just fight and kill ourselves. Father, help us. And the same problem we see even in all the other countries. I want us to pray for unity. Pray, let's pray for unity. That the Lord will bind us together. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Our Father in heaven, we thank you because your word is so powerful. The more we read it, our faith rises. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you help us to believe the truth in this word and begin to live the truth in the name of Jesus. When we are confronted with difficult situations, help us to know who we are. Help us to stand upon your word. Help us to be bold. Bible says, and other people wanted to be like the Jews. Lord, oh Lord, help us so that when we stand upon your word, people will want to be like us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for victory. When the circumstances of life are tough, Lord, help us to believe that you are more than able to help us. Father, we thank you. We've learned in this book how you have done great things for your people and you have elevated somebody that was just walking at the gate to become the second in command. Father, in a country where it did not belong. Father, oh, you, we've heard how you've held out a golden scepter to a queen that should not appear before the king. Father, we thank you because we know that the king said, what else do you want me to do? What else do you want me to do? Here is the thing, write what you want and sign it for yourself. Lord, you have given us so much authority. Help us to stand upon those authority. When sickness comes, oh, Father, I pray that we'll be able to speak your word. When all kinds of troubles will come, help us to stand upon your word. Help us to believe your word. Father, he said they send the message swiftly with the best of the horses. Help us to testify. Help us to spread the gospel, the truth of the scriptures. That we bless your name. As we go tonight, let your presence go with us. For those that have brought their gift and offering, I ask, oh God, that you will sanctify. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Shall we share the grace and fellowship? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet worship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of God forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for coming. Mm -hmm.